You're listening to Goat Rodeo. Keep it around for us. When I got to ninth grade, uh, my mom told me you have to play a sport <laughs> because it's important to play a sport and it's important to uh, run and, and be healthy. <laughs> um, something that I still hadn't mastered by age 14. And so I um, went out for the tennis team, which seemed like the least sport sport. You know, like all oh, basketball, baseball, football, those are sports. Cross country is a lot of running. Tennis seemed very close to the thing I'd love the most, badminton. Um, and uh, 13 people tried out, and I was the 12th best in the tryout, um, which meant that John Sham didn't make the team. And he told me uh, after they announced that I had made the team and John Sham did not, he told me, next year I'm going to beat you and you will no longer be on this team. <laughs> um, and then tryouts in sophomore year, uh, John Sham beat me and I was no longer on the tennis team. So I joined Quiz Bowl and ascended to be the captain of George Mason High School's Quiz Bowl team. Quiz Bowl is such a joy. For those of you who don't know, Quiz Bowl uh, is a game of basically pub trivia, except in like sports form. Um, and, uh, and you know, we always tried to be recognized as a sport. We wanted to get Letterman jackets, but they won. <laughs> like, let us have Letterman jackets. We used to be so grumpy about it that one time the principal came by and he's like, well, what do you want me to do? And, and we're like, can you give us a new buzzer system? He bought us a new buzzer system. That was great. Like big moment in my life. The day the principal bought us a new buzzer system. And after I graduated, there's absolutely no use for quiz bowl skills at all. Um, in the real world, which is so sad because like pub trivia is not close enough and there's no like pickup adult quiz ball teams. And when there are, they're like much more intense than the level of knowledge that we had, like lesser known Serbian airports would be some of the questions they had. The only hope for former quiz ball players is to get on Jeopardy. I try out every year and I never make it. And it's very sad. I once made it to the finals of the tryouts for kids Jeopardy, but they determined I wasn't telegenic enough, which is a hard thing for a 12 year old to hear. But, um, I have a Craigslist alert for game show tryouts. <laughs> if this, then that.com emails me anytime there's something posted on Craigslist about trivia knowledge. And one day it was posted uh, that a Japanese game show called brain world cup <laughs> was looking for students from my college to uh, be on this Japanese game show. And I was like, yes, finally I, I don't have, I might not have jeopardy. I might not have adult quiz bowl, but I can have brain world cup. So I, um, tried out. They led us to this hotel room. <laughs> we took this 25 question quiz and I bombed it. I like definitely was not the best of my two friends. Like they were much better than me. One of them like has a patent. The other like reads esoteric books and they definitely beat me. And it was announced that I was the one who passed. This brain world cup is definitely finding the dumbest Americans and leading them lambs like lambs to slaughter <laughs> to be beaten by Japanese teams. <laughs> and um, uh, they said, we'll be in touch. And then like three weeks later, they said, here's your dates. Just show up at the airport um, with this ticket that we're going to mail to you and fly to Japan. So I had been involved in uh, quiz bowl for several years and 
one day during my senior year of college, I got an email out of the blue um, from someone that said that he worked for Fuji TV in Japan and that they needed me for a quiz show uh, to represent my college. And there weren't a lot of details in the message, but they said that they would pay for everything. And so I went to my parents and I said, you know, should I do this? <laughs> they said, you know, if you don't give them your credit card, like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I hesitated um, because I thought I would end up on one of these game shows where I would fall into a pit or, or something like that. <laughs> um, but in the end, I thought, you know, if you get a sketchy email that offers you a free trip to Japan, that's just an opportunity you have to take. So the day after Christmas, I get on the plane and I fly to Japan. It really could have been a total scam. I didn't look into it at all. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, Google what the organization was. I didn't Google this thing. I was just like, if they accept my ticket, it must be legit. But who knows what's on the other side? <laughs> so I get on the plane. I fly 13 hours. On these 13-hour flights, they give you hand towels. They like very warm. They like said they'll apply them to your forehead. It's like really, it's it's a different level international travel. They had sushi on the plane. It was great. Um, I land. I'm in Japan, <laughs> and um, I find out that three other people from my college are our college's Brain World Cup team. And then I like look to my left, and there's Dallas Simmons. My name is Dallas Simons. So at this point in telling the story, I'm a two-time Quiz Bowl national champion. I'm like, oh my gosh, Dallas, are you on our team? He actually did college Quiz Bowl. Like, this is the real deal. If you do college Quiz Bowl, you're the real deal. And I go, how is your flight, man? And he goes, I memorized all of the nation's flags. I, I did study the flags. I <laughs> On the flight. <laughs> I go, what? And he's like, yeah, no, that seems like the type of thing they do. I think they found it on Craigslist. Uh, and then I was the, the ringer that was brought in at the end. <laughs> so... I, I tried to do all the research I could and couldn't really find any info. I did have a former teammate who was going to the same competition um, representing Oxford. And so we talked a little bit about what it might consist of and how weird this whole experience was. Um, and he said that there had been, I guess, different versions of what this was going to be, but that one of them, and he wasn't sure whether it was the current one or not, um, in one of them, the, the MVP would get a car. And so that was what I was sort of expecting going in. I am, I am the problem on this team. <laughs> like this is, I'm like, I'm the one that's not going to help. It's lucky that all these other people were here because that means it's like, wasn't just me being killed. Like I wasn't targeted. If like some international reason I had to be assassinated, like the best way to assassinate me would have been posting to Craigslist that there's a quiz ball like thing. So it was like perfectly, but because everyone else was there, we either are being killed in mass or, or, or this is the real deal. We, they put us up in a nice hotel. The hotel was an amazing experience in which I discovered that America is not the most developed country in the world. <laughs> they have nine buttons on their bathroom, on their toilets. They had multiple bath, uh, like things that you could put into the bath. It was absolutely incredible. I remember going, and this is going to be the first time that we had ever seen the studio. Uh, it looks like a kind of shoddy game show stage, like a local public access game show stage. And it was just the most legit set I'd ever seen. There were like actual Jeopardy like buzzers and stations, and they had all kinds of videos. And it was, it dawned on me that it was going to And we meet the host and all the Japanese people were like starstruck by this host. 
And they're like, oh my gosh, that's him. And I'm like, who is this guy? And then they're like, he's like the Regis Philbin <laughs> of Japan. And he's the host of this. Finally, I'm convinced this is definitely a real game show. They wouldn't have gone through all of this to kill us all in mass. We had to get in there in the morning and they sequestered us in this uh, waiting room area for what seems like two or three hours. And we didn't really... We discovered there's six teams. It's Korea, two teams from Japan, our college, Harvard, MIT, and one team from England. And they were very snobby, the British team. <laughs> and they were like, we're going to beat you at Brain World Cup. And I'm like, we don't even know what Brain World Cup is. How do you know you're going to beat me? And then... Brain World Cup! Feeling a little, you know, a little nervous. Uh, Going to be on TV. We're just banking on Dallas getting all the questions right. We thought that if we didn't get last, it, it would be okay. And so the first round opens up. First round, they ask us, who are the four writers of the Bible? They ask us each to name one of the Gospels in the Bible. I had gone to Catholic catechism every week, so I knew it was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. We were on the board. They paid people to come in and be fans of each team. I think they got like $50 for being there all day. They were all wearing Harvard gear. How do you think of the team? Let's go Harvard! And at between every round, um, the Regis Philbin of Japan kept like muttering things in Japanese and then saying one word in English, which was bizarre. So like to announce the round, so it would be like da 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 Intelligence. Round one, intelligence. And they were like, da 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 speed. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da, teamwork. And like, we didn't know what that meant. What's great about this show, like, as we're playing it, um, is we don't even know what the rules are. Like, we don't know what any round could be. I was afraid we were going to lose in the first round. We were going to be out. It was going to be embarrassing. Our fans would yell disappointing things and heckle us. But we made it through. And all we know about these Japanese game shows is there was a show where you contort your body to like fit this hole that's like coming at you. And if you don't contort your body in the right way, you like get knocked into like water. So we were like, is it this all going to be trivia? They've sort of been the producers have sort of been joking and snickering the whole time about how there might be, quote, physical challenges. And they wheel out these three giant boards that are covered with a curtain. Which is terrifying, again, because of the, of, I didn't want to fall into a pit. I didn't want, I didn't want any of that. And I, just, I thought, this is, this is it. This is where I, I get embarrassed forever. Open! There's these giant blue, like, walls, and we need to, like, throw off the blue holds on the walls and behind them will be our challenge and like we're all doing it at once all six teams we throw off the blue thing on the walls and it's all the flags of the world <laughs> and and we need to write down what countries they are they just have all of the world's flags depicted and I, I had never been so relieved so we start and we're all just writing and like dallas is literally going down vertical like one column at a time the problem is not a lot of my teammates really knew many of the flags what they were me and the other two guys are like okay 
England, <laughs> France, America, <laughs> Australia, Dallas crosses it out, New Zealand. So what I guess transpired was maybe the greatest uh, transfer of information that I've ever been a part of in, in my whole life. We're wasting Dallas's time. And so we start doing, we're like, let's stop playing and let's just start pointing to flags and having Dallas shout them out and we'll write them down fast. I was hitting the board and saying the country and then someone would go behind me and try and write it. and then So I would be like, boom, what's this? He's like, Seychelles, boom. He's like, Mauritius, boom. Like, that's Vatican City, boom. Like, that's Chad. <laughs> like, it was completely stressful, but we ended up getting the most. We got every single flag because <laughs> he had memorized them on the plane because he plays college quiz bowl, big level up from high school quiz bowl. I think, you know, the TV cameras had captured that I was the central, you know, the go-to guy in, in this flag thing. And I start wondering to myself whether this car was an actual possibility, because I was like, if there is a car, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna be sitting sitting pretty. Like, I think I've demonstrated that I, I may be the most valuable person here, and even if my team doesn't win, maybe they want to give it to an American person. And I had to deal with that stress as well. After the flag, there were three teams left, and there was another round to determine the final two. And they, the round was they had put like 50 numbers in a row, and you had to add the first two and take the units digit, and add number two, number three, and take the units digit, and sort of make a pyramid down. So. It's really, really, really close. How'd you feel right now? Uh, very disappointed, obviously. I mean, we tried our hardest, but uh, maths is not our strong. We beat London, which is so happy. Like, we beat yeah, the horrible snobby Brits. Proud of my teammates. We played very well. <laughs> We go to the finals, and this is already just way better than I thought we would ever do. Dal, we get to the final round. Tokyo versus Harvard. Big moment. I think that this is what they queued up to have us Harvard be beaten by Tokyo. And so I'm like just convinced, like, this is what the whole plot is. Like, they want Harvard to make it to the end and then be beaten by Tokyo. I really thought a strong performance in the finals would, would cement me getting the car. So in this one, it's one person up against another person, and they're showing you pictures, and then you have to say what the pictures have in common. Um, imagine uh, a square with four quadrants, and one at a time in each quadrant, they would bring up some sort of image that you had to associate with something. Um, and so it might say, you know, city, and then it would show maybe a landmark from a certain city, maybe a map, maybe a picture of someone who was from that city. Sometimes they played musical clues. Um, and the first person that identified the common city from those things in that example would uh, get the point. And the deal was it was head-to-head -head, uh, until uh, each person lost twice, and then they would be eliminated and someone else would step in. <laughs> the next question. And I was up, and it was windmills, then it was a picture of a Spanish person, 
Then it was like musical notes, and I buzz in. And I'm like, Don Quixote? And then they're like, Don Quixote? And I got it right. And so I contributed to our team. But then the next one was like 2012 in Roman numerals, 2012 in like Mayan, like the 2012 Mayan like ruins. And the other guy buzzes in and says 2012 because I can't read Roman numerals. <laughs> and, and like that knocked me out. And then like knocked the other guy out, knocked another guy out. He missed the next two. And then I think the next player missed the next two. And then we missed another one. And all of a sudden, it became very clear that this, this probably wasn't going to happen. Um, but then it was my turn, and I was, you know, I'm the quiz bowl person. I, I'm the, I know all the trivia, so I go up there and... Well, we have a, a lot of ground to make up, but I still think we can come back. And good luck to, good luck to all of you. <laughs> The next question. I get the next one right, so eliminating their first competitor. Moby Dick. Uh, I end up getting, I think, the next two or something like that. Uh, World Cup. And I eliminate the second guy. Uh, Cleopatra. And then a third guy. Uh, Geneva. Finally, their my rival <laughs> comes up and uh, you know, I just stare down, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I just knocked off three fourths of the and I I know in my in my heart that even if we lose, I'll still get the car. You got this car. Uh, no, I, hopefully I can I can keep playing like I've been playing. So. And so it'll be okay. <laughs> and I had one knock against me and he had done, so I had to get the next two questions right in order for a team to win. The next question. The question is on a country, and it showed, second one was some sort of porcelain, and then there was a third one that was maybe some sort of map. I just remember that he buzzed in and said, Denmark. Denmark! And it was correct. And I had been eliminated and my team had lost. The, like, ho the Regis filming guy's like, da -da 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 -da, Tokyo is victorious over Harvard. Da -da 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 -da. And we go home losers. You know, we, we always assume if we had just not embarrass ourselves. It would have been fine, but we got so close. They had succeeded in having us be lambs to the slaughter. So the way they, they ended this competition is they brought out the main team um, into the center area, and I think they give them a big check or something, and they have the rest of us stand on the outside, and I'm sort of going through my head. I, you know, Again, I felt like I really demonstrated a lot of good value. And at the end of it, I was thinking to myself, you know, I wonder if they ship the car or do I just get like a cash value for it and I can buy, do I buy a car in America and I get some sort of deal? Maybe they'll just have me walk this way to like get it. Maybe it's, it's going to come up from the ground. And I think you could see in the broadcast as, as I slowly start to realize that 
this car thing is obviously doesn't exist and was never maybe even part of this whole thing. And it was like a blank stare. And I get really, really upset. <laughs> you know, it really hurt, it really stung. Two weeks later, when it airs in Japan, we go look up some of the message boards for Brain World Cup because it had three million viewers in Japan. There are a lot of people that tweeted about us. And so I took the Japanese characters that were my name and I put them into Twitter and I took all those tweets and I gave it to someone who knew Japanese because I was just dying to know what these people had thought of me in my performance. And we search, we get some guy who knows Japanese to search each of our names and like our descriptions and literally all other three members of the team were described as being cute. <laughs> my, my friend who translated this said, you know, they have this word and it sort of means, you know, cool and handsome and smart at the same time. And so they use that word a lot. <laughs> like there's like elaborate threads on the message boards about Chris LaBerge being cute. Elaborate threads about Cave Cutting Up being cute. Elaborate threads about how like Dallas is like, we should marry Dallas because he's so good at trivia <laughs> and how great he is. And then just nothing. So when I was reading through the things he had translated, it's Dallas Simons is so handsome. Dallas Simons is so smart. Like, I wish I was as cool as Dallas Simons. Dallas Simons right now could go to Japan and, and host the show because he's so beloved. Like, he's a minor sensation. I like to think maybe around the time that it aired, I was like an EF-list celebrity. Nothing. No comments. Not even a comment that I'm ugly. Like, I would have been fine with that. Maybe the greatest self-esteem boost I've ever been given. Three million people watch. We make it to the final round. There's eight people, and they comment on everybody else. It, that made it all worth it. <laughs> and now I basically have a really good, uh, this is my best anecdote. That's odd. That's so at parties, I get to say I was on a Japanese game show and no one liked me and we lost. Brain World Cup! That was Pete Davis and Dallas Simons. Pete is now a law student. He still tries out for Jeopardy every year. And this time, I will be telegenic enough. In some ways... I think I've based my entire life on trying to make up for the fact that I wasn't telegenic for Kids Jeopardy. Dallas has retired from Quiz Bowl. He works as an actuary and plays bar trivia in his spare time. Bar trivia has become my new Quiz Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you study for it? Yes. <laughs> Special thanks this month to Pete and Dallas for sharing stories and to Ian Enright. Failure is produced and distributed by Goat Rodeo and me, Kate Riley. To hear shows like this one at more, you can visit us at GoatRodeoDC.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GoatRodeoDC. I'm Kate Riley, and this is Failure. Keep an ear out for us.